All right, the Iowa caucus is over, and given the top three candidates, they really are a basket of deplorables. Also, people in the USA seem to have a death wish. We're going to talk about that. And my 10 minutes of terror yesterday. We're going to speak about that. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Corelcast. I am Corel. So very glad you are joining me. Happy Wednesday to you. Uh, you know, I want to talk about the politics. I want to get to all that. Uh, but, you know, in talk radio, David Hall taught me that you you got to start with, with what's on your mind. Uh, and there's two things on my mind, and they sort of relate. Uh, first of all, for those of you that are going to notice on my arm, it's wrapped in a bandage because I had lab work. Uh, they thought I had a UTI. I don't. So who knows why I'm <laughs> feeling like I have a UTI. Uh, but uh, they didn't order any more tests. So we'll, just, oh, we'll see what it is in a couple days. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so I, the, my doctor recommended I go to the urgent care for lab tests because, well, I'll share with you, I peed eight times in one morning. Like, from 6 a.m. to 10.30, I went pee eight times. And not a dribble, not a, a full-on pee eight times. It's like, mm, you could have a UTI, you better go have a check. Uh, what they think is I just drank a lot of water. <laughs> They're like, well, you drink a gallon of water a day. I go, I do. And they said, so you wake up already hydrated, and then you start with more. So, anyway. Uh, so I went there, and I was wearing a mask, of course, and I thought everybody there would be wearing a mask. COVID's at an all-time high, flu, RSV. I was afraid to go. I said, can I just go to, like, Quest Diagnostics? And she said, oh, it'll be much easier if you just go to the urgent care. They have a lab there. They'll just draw. I'm going to put in the order. They'll just draw your blood, see if you have a UTI. I'm like, okay, great. Um, but my blood cell count was normal, so no infection, and... Uh, the kidneys function all looks great, so uh, yeah, no, no UTI. Uh, anyway, um, nobody had a mask on. Not one person in the lobby had a mask on. And this lady walks in. Yeah, I, you know, I'm coughing and I'm nauseous. I have an earache and a sore throat. Every classic symptom of the new COVID. She ain't got a mask on. Another lady walks in with her kid. Oh, yeah, he's got a temperature. He's coughing. RSV, hello. Does the kid have a mask? Nope. Does grandma? Nope. The doctors do. The workers do. Not one person in the lobby except me. I wanted to put Ember in one for the love of God. Not one person. And I thought, you know, they're at, a, they're at an urgent care. They have to just assume that someone's going to come up in there with the flu or RSV or COVID, and they don't care. I don't know if they think they're immune or impervious. Meanwhile, we find out the Chinese are working on a COVID virus that actually kills you. 100% fatal to the mice that they have given it to. Why are they working on such a virus? I don't know. It was in the news today. But the real one is out there. It's spiking. The flu is spiking. RSV is spiking. Hospitals are, the, I had to wait an hour just to get labs. And God, I was in my mask. I covered my face with my jacket. Hope I don't get sick from that experience. But I had, you know, I had to wait an hour just to get my labs and my lab results. And in that hour, I saw so many people that were so sick and not wearing masks. I did not get within six feet of any of them. And that's the truth. If I had to move, I moved. I did not get 
I had my mask on. I literally was covering my face with my jacket, and I did not get within six feet of any of those people. Sanitized my hands several times, washed my hands several times. Uh, when I got home, I took a shower. Because I don't have a death wish. Why do Americans? Because that's what it really boils down to. We are not taking care of ourselves when it comes to flu, RSV, COVID. Okay? We are obese. We are diabetic. It's like we, we you know, we, we want to turn to a Govi or a Zempic or whatever. It's like we just don't want to live, really. Gun violence everywhere. Our kids being murdered in the streets. We do nothing about it. We do nothing about the viruses. We, do, we don't do anything about anything that kills us. Why? You know, if I were a psychiatrist and I were examining America as a patient, I would say that it doesn't want to live, that it appears to not feel worthy to live. And you got to think of America as a living, breathing entity. And if you do, you will see that it kind of doesn't act like it wants to survive. Politically, it doesn't act like it wants to survive. Financially, it doesn't act like it wants to survive, given how it eggs on people around the world. In wars and such, it doesn't seem like it wants to survive. The United States and its people just don't seem like they want to survive. And it's being felt around the world. Canada, Canada just did a survey amongst their people, and they feel we are slipping into an authoritarian form of government, that democracy is going to die, and we are going to be a danger to the world. And I, I can't argue. It really does feel like the people of America, do, and look at climate change. It is everywhere. It's everywhere, and we do nothing about it. We think buying a Tesla solves the problem. Actually, that makes it worse. We do nothing to really stop climate change. Hunger, famine, all these different things going on in the world that actually kill people, flu, RSV, COVID, AIDS. Back in the day and even now, gay men somehow just didn't want to stop their behavior to quell the spread of AIDS. And I, I just, I wonder if it comes from a feeling of self-worth or lack thereof. Do Americans just not feel worthy to have a great, prosperous country where people are healthy, where people take care of themselves and each other, where we don't allow unnecessary and senseless killing to take hold? Do, do we just not feel worthy of that? Because, as I said, if I were America's psychiatrist, I'd say, Molly, you in danger, girl. You got a problem. You don't want to survive. You're not doing everything you can to live the longest, happiest, happiest healthy lives that you can. Take transportation. Just today, there is an alert, or was it yesterday? There's an alert in an airport, Reagan and Dulles airports. They're on measles alert because someone at the airport was running around exposing people to measles. Air travel is just getting too dangerous. Between boats flying out of doors and doors flying off planes and the fact that they do no medical testing before you fly. You can go to the airport and get on a plane and have a highly communicable virus, and nobody cares. Oh, but take off your shoes and let's scan your laptop. But whether or not you got measles, uh, COVID, RSV, 
flu, or God knows what, Ebola, some horrible virus, that no one knows about. No one scans for it. No one cares. Do you see how that can equate to a death wish? It just seems to me like Americans and the country of America has a death wish. And I'm feeling it. You know, I try to be healthy. I mean, look, we debate the vegan diet in America when we know it is the best diet for you. We know that. The science is there. And yet we still treat people like me that do the right thing like outcasts when you should be emulating what I'm doing, not, you know, saying, oh, here, have a salad, have some potatoes. You know, restaurants should be accommodating me, not the people who are killing themselves with meat and dairy. But again, we ignore that science. We ignore what we, what we know to be true, what we know could help us. We ignore it. I, I don't understand. I don't understand why we ignore masks. How hard is it right now to wear a mask when you go out? Well, I thought we were done with that. Obviously, COVID is not done with us. Obviously, the flu and RSV and other communicable diseases, they are not done with us. So why are we done with the masks? Why are we done with that? You know, protecting ourselves, that's all that is. Wearing a mask, staying six feet away, washing your hands, that's just protecting yourself. Why are we so against that? Why are we against Stopping climate change, stopping gun violence, all of this stuff just protects us. And yet, it appears we don't want to be protected. It appears we want to die. <laughs> and it appears that way to the rest of the world. They want to die. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corelcast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corel Cast, driving you home or driving you crazy. All right, the number two thing on my mind right now. Uh, outside of, okay, well, if it's not a UTI, <laughs> but anyway, the number two thing on my mind right now, <sighs> Monday night, I experienced 10 minutes of actual terror. Like I, I didn't, I, I didn't know what to do. And you're like, Corel, <laughs> tell us I'm going to, and they may not like it, but doesn't matter. Uh, because it, it's, it's, it's just affected me. It stayed on my mind for two days now. Uh, I don't know, and I don't know what to do. I really, I don't know. I, I've, I've consulted experts. I, I don't know what to do. So Monday, some friends came over, uh, Brandon and Joy and baby Kai, who is now three years old, uh, and mom-in-law, um, uh, Mickey, she's wonderful. Mickey, she has a Japanese name. She just called me Mickey. Uh, and I made pizzas in the uni pizza oven. Oh, my God, what a joy that was. Five pizzas, and you just put them in there, and in, in two minutes, they're done. And I got this pizza peel that you can slide the pizzas off and on very easily. Uh, it's got a retractable thing on it. it it's 
it works great. I wish it were metal because it could melt. Uh, but we had a great time. We had pizzas uh, and great company. And then I had made chocolate chip cookie batter. And so after the pizzas, I made chocolate chip cookies and we had tea uh, for, you know, dessert. And it was, it was a lovely, lovely evening. And during that evening, one of our friends, a mutual friend, uh, FaceTimed us. And this is a friend that has a problem with the drug ketamine. And for a year and a half now, we, his other friends, have encouraged him and offered to help him. You guys know I had an addiction specialist come on uh, trying to tell me, you know, how to navigate these waters and tell you how to navigate the waters, what to do if you have a friend that's on a drug like ketamine or opioids or, you know, how, how do you navigate those waters? I mean, addictions are out there, ketamine, opioids, and just down the list. You know, cocaine, methamphetamines, benzos, like Xanax and things. People are, alcohol, you know, people are addicted to things. And it's not a character flaw. It doesn't make them a bad person. It just means they are at a point in their life where they're depending upon this substance instead of on themselves because they have something going on that they feel they need to medicate. They're not bad people. Addicts for the most part, are not bad people. They are good people. They are good people worthy of saving. And our mutual friend is one of the best people that I've ever met in my life. And that's what's making this so very hard. So we were FaceTiming, and he was keeping baby Kai busy on the iPad, and it was really nice having his virtual presence in the room with us again, me and Brandon in particular, since the three of us go way back, like 20 years now. So, well, like 17, 15, 16, 17, somewhere around there. Um, and so it was great. It was a great night, including having this person on the iPad. Well, the night came to a close, and they left, and the person on the iPad stayed on the iPad, stayed FaceTime. Uh, and I thought that was intentional. I thought that they just wanted to talk to me more as I cleaned up. Well, they thought they had hung up, but they hadn't. And so I'm watching the, the iPad trying to get their attention. Hey, hey. And all I see is them standing. Uh, and then I see them take the ketamine. And I'm like, hey. What are you doing, you know? And shortly thereafter, this person just fell forward. Didn't block their fall, didn't try nothing. They were unconscious. They fell forward, hit the table that the iPad was on and sent the iPad flying, but it didn't disconnect. I saw the entire thing. I saw them take the drug and I saw them fall flat just flat, just nothing, didn't, didn't like try to stop themselves or anything, just fell flat forward, hitting the table and, and things flying across the room. Well, now I'm terrified. I'm like, oh my God, are, are they dead? Did, the, did it hit their heart wrong? You know, what's happening? And so I am yelling and yelling and yelling, you know, hey, wake up. Hey, come on, pick up the iPad. Come on. 
and I'm trying to call one of their relatives that lives with them, and I, I called my friend to say, hey, do you have so-and-so's phone number? And I wanted to call 911. Everything told me to call 911, especially after five minutes of no sound and no activity. Just, and I could see them lying on the floor. The way the iPad landed, I, could, I saw it all. I saw them take the drug. I saw them fall completely forward. And this person's been having some injuries. Like, you know, I've seen them in the last couple of months. Oh, yeah, I hurt myself lifting something. No. Now I know that every injury this person has is from falling after taking the drug. I've never been more scared. I thought they were dead. I, I just, in my brain, I'm like, oh, my God, I just lost him. This is it. He's gone. And so I'm trying, to, and, you know, and I wanted to call 911. I did, but I thought, if he's not gone and 911 gets there, the police might arrest him, which maybe would be a good thing. I don't even know. May, or he would wake up and, and wouldn't want to go with the paramedics. And it would be a big scene. And so before I called them, I was trying to call people that live with him or people down the street to go knock on the door and try to see if he's okay. I didn't know if he hit his head or not. The way he fell, I saw it all just straightforward, just like me standing here and just face planting forward, boom, hitting something on the way down that knocks the table over. I was terrified for 10 minutes. I'm like, wake up, please wake up, you know, Come on, you know, and I couldn't get anybody on the phone. And so I was about to call 911. I had tried everything else. I had tried every other phone number I had. I had tried, you know, whatever. I couldn't get anybody there. And so I thought, well, that's it. You're, you're calling 911 and let the chips fall where they may. And right as I was about to call the police or paramedics, I hear this. And I'm like, are you there? Are you awake? Are you okay? Hello? Totally out of it. Just out of it beyond belief. And I'm like, are you okay? Are You know, you fell down. Look at the room. Look at the table. Look at where the iPad is. Please go get the, you know, are you okay? And all they said was, okay. And they hung up. I called immediately back, trying to get them, went to voicemail. Those 10 minutes of terror were it for me. That It broke me. It broke me. This person is no longer able to make their own decisions. No one, no one would find it acceptable for what I saw last night. That's not casual drug use. Getting so high that you face plant straight forward and fall to the floor with nothing stopping you except whatever you might hit on your way down, that's how you die. So this is going to end in rehab or death. And given that they won't go to rehab, I'm going to lose this friend. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. Well, they're already lost. This person would never accept that behavior from anybody else. If this person were in their right frame of mind, they would, they would, and another friend, if it were, the tables were turned and it were me behaving this way, they would drive up here and probably throw me in a car and, and kidnap me and take me to rehab. 
because not in a million years would anyone find that kind of behavior acceptable. And I don't know what to do because they're not going to go to rehab. Do I just cut ties? That will hurt me so much. But last night was so scary for me. It was so terrifying thinking they were dead or injured for like seven to ten minutes. I literally thought they were gone. Panicking, trying to call, you know, the person's family member, trying to call anybody other than 911 because I thought, well, if they are dead, you know, this 911 ain't going to help at this point. I don't know how to solve this problem. I'm just putting it out there to the universe. If the universe you're not help. visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes, at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L dot com. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corelcast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corelcast. Driving you home or driving you crazy. No, it's it's like America. It really is. America seems just to be uh, between two painful choices. Almost everything in our life these days seems to be between two painful choices. You know? I mean, I have a painful choice. Do I continue to just wink and nod and and figure this person will will straighten themselves out whenever they, you know, get to it and in the meantime, just hope for the best. And at least sometimes when we talk, he you know, is coherent. And, and, you know, you do care for him so much. And when he is coherent, he's so much fun and there's joy and laughter. So do I just sort of ignore the addiction and the fact that their life is kind of crumbling? Or do I step back and say, you know what? I'm here for you. I will help you through rehab. I will be there every step of the way. But if you're not going to do it, I, I can't keep this up. I can't keep pretending you're okay. You're not okay. And what happened was so terrifying, I can't put myself in that situation again. Those two choices hurt. Not having the person get help, seeing them when they're like that, hurt. I never thought I would see this person that way. Just a drugged out mess falling onto the floor and nearly killing themselves. I never thought that person would ever go down that path. I never saw it coming. And it hurts to watch and it hurts to go. So what to do? And that's like America nowadays and your life and my life. We all... it seems like we have a choice between a giant douche and a turd sandwich and just about everything. You know, the, there's never a choice that is fabulous to make us joyously happy. It's like either we do this or we do that, but doing either one still hurts us. You know, and I'm just, I'm so tired of those decisions. 
It's like with Trump. You know, the deplorables had a choice. Trump, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis. They chose Trump first in Iowa and Ron DeSantis second. Not Nikki Haley, who is a little less deplorable than Ron DeSantis. Not much. That's like saying this shit is less stinky than that shit. I mean, it might be true, but, you know, it's still shit. And the fact that the three of them got the top three votes in Iowa is more an indictment on the people that are voting. These people really are deplorable. Hillary Clinton was right. Any human being that would vote for Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump is a deplorable human being because both of those people's stances on almost every issue is horrific and horrifying. And the same with Nikki Haley. All three of those candidates represent hatred, division, uh, fascism, basically, religious fascism, white supremacy, even though Nikki Haley is not white, anti-gay rhetoric, anti-trans rhetoric, anti-immigrant rhetoric. These people are the worst of us. But it's not them that I slight. Yeah, they're evil. Trump is evil. DeSantis is evil. Nikki Haley is evil. But I slight the deplorables that empower them. The people that give them the wind beneath their wings. Those people in Iowa that voted for any of those three people, as far as I'm concerned, should leave the fucking country. They're deplorable morons. I mean, I'm glad they live in Iowa, but, you know, not here. But across the country, we're going to see millions of people vote for Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley in the primaries. And it's not about Trump or DeSantis or Haley. It's about the people that would actually agree with their... Who agrees with Trump? Who agrees with DeSantis? Who agrees with Haley? They're not Americans. Whoever those people are are not Americans, and that's my problem. We have a group of people in this country, 60, 70 million strong, that are not Americans. They belong to some other country because they certainly don't belong to a country with our Constitution. They don't belong to a country, you know, that wants freedom from religion, that wants, you know, to stop gun violence, to quell climate change. They don't, they don't come from a country that wants equality for all of its citizens, black, white, brown, straight, gay, trans. They don't come from that country. They come from a Nazi country of white supremacy and dictatorship and get what we want at all costs. Ignore the courts or back the courts in your favor so they rule your way. Hell, Donald Trump was in uh, trial again yesterday in a defamation lawsuit for E. Jean Carroll. This man's in court more than he's campaigning and they're voting for him. Hillary was right. They're deplorable. The same with anyone that votes for DeSantis. A man that took on Mickey Mouse and lost. A man that tried to outlaw drag queens. Literally tried to outlaw drag queens until the Supreme Court said, no, you can't outlaw drag queens. The man is deplorable. Nikki Haley, who is one step short of Ava Braun. She's deplorable. She's horrible. And the people that support them are even worse. 
and they're not from my country. They're not Americans. I know they call themselves Americans, but maybe because they live in the Americas, but they are not United States of America people. They're not part of our country. They claim they are. They claim to love it, but they don't. Because if you love America, you would do everything you can to make sure that Trump, DeSantis, and Haley end up nowhere near the White House. I don't care if you're a Republican. John McCain would try to make sure that none of them get into the White House. He was a Republican. Mitt Romney doesn't want any of them in the White House. Ronald Reagan would not like any three of them of the three. He would not want them anywhere in the White House. Real Republicans would not want these people anywhere near because they were Americans first and Republicans second. The Republican Party has become an anti-American party filled with deplorable non-patriots. Who, who, I don't even count them as citizens. They are not citizens of the United States. Citizens of the United States make an agreement to uphold and defend our Constitution. These people spit on it. All right, I am Carell. You be who you want to be, so I'm going to hurt anybody. Comment down below. Send comments at commentsatbillycarell.com. Of course, my patrons, I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you, patrons at Patreon. I adore you. You are the wind beneath my wings. You are not the force. <sighs> what to do? What to do? Oh, hey, hey, it's Carell. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash really Carell. That's youtube.com forward slash really Carell for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons of Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash really Carell. That's patreon.com forward slash really Carell. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, really Carell. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free Corelcast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free Corelcast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.